Hey, board gamers, PJ from Board Game Gumbo here. We're back in the gumbo pot. Back in the gumbo pot. It's mm. a brand new year, Jared, but that doesn't mean we're finished. No, it's not. We still have some unfinished business stuff to do. <laughs> we were supposed to do this, but for a while ago, for reasons that we won't go into. Jared. Had, yeah, Jared. <laughs> <coughs> Jared, we had to postpone our top 10 list. We did we did publish a list along with Jay and with Mitchell. And Dave. And uh, Dave. Which was really cool. I didn't realize you were adding in everybody to that list. So that yeah, was really I, cool. That was really cool to see. I thought uh, Jeremy was going to send one. Bradley was going to send one. Uh, did Carlos, one. Carlos sent a top four. You can't do a top four or a top five. I can't remember what it was. So, so let's get right to the top 20, top 10 of 2022 list, starting with Jared's number 10. And my number 10 is a roll and write from Motor City Games called Three Sisters. If you haven't played any other games before, they have uh, the, oh, what's the automobile one? The, the car racing one? Yeah, that one's not out yet, though. Oh, okay. Uh, Fleet the Dice game is theirs. Fleet the Dice game. We also did that French Quarter game. So much crunchiness in it. This is 25th Century Games uh, and Motor City Games. And it's yep. just such a crunchy game. There's so much going on. It gives me that feeling of like Hadrian's Wall. But instead of building up a defensive wall, I'm planting, trying to build the, you know, the, biggest, the biggest farm. Right. It reminded oh, me. Yeah, Hadrian's Wall reminded me of Three Sisters. This yeah. is a smaller package and smaller play Smaller time. game. Yeah. So... Much more up my alley. I love the theme of Three Sisters. It's, a, it's fantastic. Yep. My number 10 is gonna be one that, unfortunately, neither one of us own, and we don't know anybody that does own it, and it's sea salt and paper. <laughs> but I know this game. Don't think I don't know this game because I have literally played it dozens of times already. In fact, I'm in two games right now on BGA. If you wanna try it, it's a, it's a very small card game by Bruno Cafala and someone else. I can't remember now. <laughs> small, small box game. It is fantastic. It is very chaotic, though, And it's from Bombix, who do the, um, what's the other one we've been playing a lot recently? The card one, the flip card? Oh, Which one is that? With the one we just streamed the other night with Jesse. Codex Naturalis? Yeah, yeah. That is the Yeah, that Bombex. Yeah, yeah. Codex Naturalis, which we've been playing quite a bit recently. Um, so they do the same thing. What did Ty Brown say? Sea salt and paper. Oh, he said, got me playing it on BGA. Oh, it was us. We, yeah. we got you started. Oh, I love it. Okay. So I think I have like 150 plays on BGA already. Yeah, I've you've got more than me, but I've got ton. dozens of plays. I love it. I love it. I, I, somebody beat me with the four uh, He said Theo Revere. Oh, yeah, Theo Revere. That's right. Revere. So okay. uh, he's, he's, he's got a lot of other games too. Hmm. The, um, some, I lost by the four mermaids the other day. First time it ever happened. Have you ever won with the four I've won and lost by both the former raids. So I wasn't paying The first time I got it, I'm like, how did he score 100 points? What is going on? And then you realize, oh, he got four mermaids. So in BGA, when you get four mermaids, it just gives you 100 points. I wonder if that's in the actual rules. In the actual rules, it says, if you get four mermaids, you get 100 points. I don't own the game. So I'm going to get a copy of that game at some point. We've seen it. Bombix has it on their website. We live in the United States. It's going to cost us twice as much to ship it as it is to buy the $12 card game. Why I just can't to, do it. Why did Matt have to move back to Madrid? Because I'd have bought five copies of it. And I'm not joking. I would actually buy four or five copies because I would give it away as copies. As, as it's gifts. $12. It costs $12. Go get this game. And look, it's chaos. So 
Uh, I'm going to tell you. But I think we're going to be it's, talking about it a little bit more later. So yeah, potentially. We'll probably, probably talk a little bit more later. All right, number nine <laughs> on my list is a game we played the other day, The Great Split. Fantastic. The Great Split is an I Split You Choose game with track the track game mashed together. The design, uh, the sorry, the aesthetic is gorgeous. The production is fantastic. You got this, it's not like a art as in Mr. Cuddington's beautiful art or, or Andrew Boswell or Beth Sobel or something like that. It's more just this elegance in the art. Oh, it just absolutely. looks it's like- It's simplistic. It's super simplistic. It's a very simple art style, but it looks really, really nice. And how they've generated all the colors on the board, especially for the different tracks. Like you have brown as one of the tracks, and yet it looks really nice. It looks, it's a bunch um, of different colors. So one of the cool things about this game, if you haven't played it yet, The Great Split is, un, it's, it's one that's kind of going under the radar a little bit, and it shouldn't, because it plays up to seven people. It takes about 40 minutes, and it doesn't matter how many players you have, it's still gonna only take you about 30 or 40 minutes. Seven Wonders. Most of the time you're playing at the same time. That's it, Seven Wonders. It's you can seven play Seven Wonders with three people or seven people, it's still gonna take you 45 minutes. It's not the same game, but it's a Seven <clears throat> Wonders killer for me because of the play count and the play time. I'd rather play Seven Wonders Architect anyway than base Seven Wonders. Now, if we're talking Seven Wonders with like Armada or something, yes, absolutely. I wanna play that over Seven Wonders <laughs> Architects, but Seven Wonders Architects, and uh, the great split in your collection, you don't need very many other seven-player games. You That's, absolutely don't. Yeah. Well, it's the simple. They're both. It's a very simple game. Anybody, even gamers who aren't really familiar with the game, could probably play one round and go, "Oh, okay, this is what's going on." The most confusing part is in-game scoring, and it's more confusing in, well, what do you mean by this points and this points and multiplied by this. So breaking down, if you can spend 10 minutes to break down the scoring, like, hey, this is how in-game scoring works, I think anybody can pick this game up. It plays super well at seven players, um, and I just really enjoy it. Once you play it the first time, you figure out the scoring for the next time. Or so, sorry, I say yeah. seven players. It plays super well at high player counts. In fact, I like the fact that they do the scoring during the middle because it really does help you understand at least the color scoring, maybe not the contract scoring. Yeah. But once you play the game once, you could set it up to play again. You're going to totally understand everything about Absolutely. the game. Absolutely. So that's number nine. That's my number nine, the great split. I noticed that uh, Time Roller says that the rules just say it's an instant win. So, oh, okay. Natural. So, but BGA you. just gives you 100 points. And we're talking about sea salt and paper. Thank you for clearing that. Yeah, they just give you 100 points. So what was your number nine? So my number nine is a asymmetrical game called free radicals which we have here so that is by whiz kids you've if you've watched our channel before you see that we or you've known you may have seen the videos of how much we play merchants cove which is another game just like this that's everybody plays a completely asymmetrical faction think of something like root if you haven't heard of any of these games um and i just i, I love that concept i love the asymmetrical starts i love how everybody plays different you play the hoteliers and i play the the delivery, um, and we're playing two totally different games, but we're scoring the same way, and we're we're both scoring points um, on an equal track, and then there's a center track that we can both visit these different towers and cities to get actions, and I just love it. I was surprised and not surprised that this was on you and Jay's list. <laughs> I was actually surprised it was so high on Jay's list. That, that, that did shock me. It, was, it surprised me because we like... Merchant's Cove, and I thought that, that, you, that Free Radicals would be like, oh, I don't need it in my top 10. But it didn't surprise me, because I have played it a bunch with them, <laughs> and I know how much you like this game. I actually dig it too. My, my only issue with it is that 
there's so many factions. I want to keep playing it. I got to play other games. I know. So free radicals. That's not really a bad thing. It's 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 it's, it's a good thing. It would, that it's what I enjoy. Because we should play it tomorrow night. It's why I love Merchants Cove because I can go and play Merchants Cove three times in a month and play a different faction each time, and I've played a completely different game. Yet I've played the same game, and I don't need to learn completely brand new rules. I just need to learn. How do I get points on my guy? Perfect. So J.B. Howell, who I've met a couple of times and worked in conventions because I was doing a Reavers of Midgard, which he designed. He also He's also the co-designer of Free Radicals. J.B., I want more players. I want more characters. <laughs> even though I haven't even explored all these yet. I think I think we've played about half of the characters. Roughly. No, we've probably... We've played at least three times and everyone's with three or four players. So we've probably played... Probably played every, every character. character has, every played. character has been played... I've probably played four characters. Yeah, I know that. So Time Roll's saying he heard the few radicals a bit unbalanced. How do you feel? It's the same way I feel about Merchant's Cove. I feel like like in Merchant's Cove, the Oracle is ridiculously hard. It is so challenging compared to like the blacksmith, which I think is incredibly easy. Um, I don't care. It doesn't bother me at all. Because if you can figure out your character, you're going to score a lot of points. That, that, and so that's, it's not that they're unbalanced. It's that whoever figures out their character it's a faster difficulty level. is going to win. Yeah. It's, they're just that's vastly it. different level difficulty. But that's the fun in it. It's like, oh man, I didn't figure that character out until the third round. I'm going to take it on again. I remember playing, he played the blacksmith, and I was playing, I don't remember who I was playing, and I'm like, how are you scoring so many <laughs> points? I don't understand what you're doing. Um, and then I went and I played the alchemist, which is Potion Explosion, and I'm just creating tons and tons of goods. So it's learning those characters and some do take a bit more than others. Like I played the, the, the artists, is that what it is? The artists and no, they are really difficult. It's and the there's entertainers, a, right? Entertainers, that's what it was. Yeah, entertainers. And they are really difficult. And I found that with the entertainer that their building seemed like it was the weakest compared to everyone. Um, so they're just there's other ways to win, and it's kind of working around those positives and weaknesses to the character set. Um, so I, I don't really mind it, you know. Okay. I think if you play with the wrong people, they may tend to only play the really strong factions. But you're gonna do the same thing when people play Clans of Caldonia. There are clearly better or lesser characters in Clans of Caldonia, and that's an amazing game. Um, so our number nines were the Great Split and Free Radicals. What was your number eight? My number eight. Which I haven't got to play in person, this but I've played. Shocking, by the way. <laughs> I haven't played in person, but I've got to play it quite a bit. I'm calling on, shenanigans on this one. But. On BGA, I think I have 20, 20, 30 plays on BGA. You played it that often, okay? Yeah, yeah. You only played it once or twice. I'm like, why is he putting it on? No, no, I have probably 20, 25-ish games on it on BGA because they do take the games take probably about a couple weeks to play, depending on how. How many you the play players live are or just uh, turn based? I play turn based and live. And Zach and I play live together, and that's Carnegie. Sorry, I haven't even talked about it. It is Carnegie. You've probably seen it out there recently. A that's lot of Xavier people are talking George, about it. Who also designed this cool uh, Wild West game that I played a long time ago, and then a couple other games. He's got a lot of games mm. out. Okay. Uh, so he does a lot of games with this particular publisher. That's Carnegie. It's a game I've only played on VGA, and I honestly don't understand it. <laughs> so I need a live play on it. it it's not going to make my top 20 list unless I The thing with something. Carnegie is you have to understand in-game scoring. If you don't understand do in-game scoring, yeah. the game, you're like, how are you getting, where did you just get 50 points from? It's in-game scoring. That's the big key to it. So getting from one side of the map to the other is going to get you points. The more cities you connect, 
and then how you set up your in-game scores. Tom uh, Miller, I think I actually before. saw you stream Carnegie before. I just, or maybe you were opening it up. I don't remember, but I just, I need a teacher. It is Carnegie, so. a black. It's a ton it's of nice. fun. It's well, a ton you know what we're gonna do? Fun. One of these nights is like on a Friday night. Just get on BGA, get on Discord, yeah, and you absolutely. can walk me through that score. I've you know tried what I like to this camp. I've thought about own buying it so many times, but I just can't pull the trigger because I know Leander's never gonna play it. Dude, I'll play and it. So, with you. I know, but. I, I like his games, so I'll have to I'll have to look into it and see if I'll end up purchasing. But I've wanted to own it. I just have never pulled the trigger on buying it. I'm real but right. I have played it on BGA, and it's a ton of fun. I really, really enjoy it. All right. So, so that is Carnegie, your number eight. My number eight is a game I know you like, and that's Endless Winter Paleo-Americans. Fantastic. Fantastic game with the Micho art, and also it's right up there. Uh, Paleo-Americans, you can see it on our channel. We've streamed it a bunch of times. Yep. We're going to stream it some more because we have a couple more expansions to play. I played it on the TTS version, and I knew so I already knew that I would like it. And the and the base game and everything else, I I actually I could play just the base game. The base game is fun, but the rivers and rafts game is the one I think I like better. And I think you like the ancestors. Samaria control. Yeah, I do. I, I know. I know it doesn't make any sense, but it's also the fact that you get those little you know the little special powers as you're going down. Yeah. Um, I really do like everything that in that game. Gives you a bonus. That's it's it feels like a roll and write, one of these heavy roll and writes. Everything you do can give you bonus Intel actions. Can out. give you bonus there's space. Points out, yeah. There's, there's points, points everywhere. everywhere, there's there's actions everywhere, there's extra bits and pieces everywhere. It's But you're amazing. right, though, by the, but in the first round, I'm thinking, well, I'm not gonna be able to do very much in this game. Yeah, you burned through the whole first round and you took you like I only took like I only got like three things. Three, you did your three things and you got nothing. By the end of it, it's like that bubble wrap popper where you're just going <laughs> pop, pop, pop. I did this to do this to do this. Uh, I love. I, so it's a deck builder. By the way, it's 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 the year of the deck builder plus. It seems like the last year it's, or two. It's but a deck I, builder, but it's like a Lost Ruins of Arnak deck builder where yeah. it's not. You're not building. You know, a really primed out. I'm removing as many cards right. as possible it's to make Dominion. this a, a or Dominion yeah. or Ascension or anything yeah, like that. Where you're really trying to realms. to call and build this really impressive deck. It's this extra deck builder. It's this. I don't. It's a deck builder. Deck Lost builder Runs, plus. The Lost Ones Arnak is a deck builder, but it's, deck builder plus. Yeah, is that what deck it's? builder plus worker placement in um, in mm, okay. in Lost Ruins of Arnak plus okay. the little tracks, right? Yeah. The research track. This one is deck builder plus, and Johnny Pack and the rest of the designers um, they threw everything in there. I think it's a Stan Kordonsky is the actual again game like Merchant's Cove. Yeah. All these little tiny mini expansions. It's like here, just add an elephant to this board. Yeah, all the modules. The whole module is just adding an the elephant, mammoth. but that elephant, that mammoth, the mammoth yeah. does a ton of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, so there's so many more modules we need to explore, but the, it's the deck builder plus that I like. It's yeah. it's deck building plus it's got some area control plus it's got that the ruins. Uh, the, you know what? Where it's plus called? It's got a rolling right. Yeah, that in line. there. There's so much to the game. That is a fantastic one, and that is my number eight. eight. So we're on to number seven. My number seven we talked about already, and that's three sisters from. From Matt uh, Riddle and Pinch. I was surprised you put it back. I wasn't sure if you were going to put it on there. I was putting it on there. I said, ooh, I might be able to sneak this one on there. I don't know if he'll put that one on there. No, actually, I love that. I love Three <laughs> Sisters. In fact, uh, we should play that again sometime. So we should play let's, go to, let's go to your We just streamed seven. that, uh, what, two, month, like, uh, two months ago, I think? I know, but I, got, I, have, like, I have like 100 <laughs> uh, papers in my pad. I want to play it again. So that is my number seven, Three Sisters. We talked about it earlier, but what is your number seven? Uh, my number seven, uh, which is called Ten Penny Parks. 
So that is from Thunderworks Games, and it's uh, Nate Lanary. Is that what it is? Nate Leonard. Uh, is that? Oh, yeah, sorry, I cannot read. Apparently, yeah. I can't read. It's right over there. Um, and that is kind of that. Actually, watch him do some magic. It's right here. Yeah, that's <laughs> Tiffany Parks from Thunderworks Games. I love theme park games. Mm-hmm. I love. I know you have a you have a whole shelf of theme park games. I do have a whole shelf full of. This is the best one I've played. Yeah, I like it better than Steve Park. I like it better than uh, Adventureland or any of those other uh, theme park agree. games. Meeple Land. This is my favorite so far. <clears throat> my favorite theme park game. Number one, it plays in under an hour. It's like this little one-hour wonder. It feels it's like absolutely gorgeous art from Vincent Dutrake. The economic it system. It feels so much like Baron Park to me. It's this like. Those two games, you can play them both in 45 minutes. And but you're getting this that, little tile playing. It's the economic part where you and I are trying to figure out who's going to be one step above oh, to man. get the three bonuses. If oh, you end up, so if you finish around with three bonuses, you might as well cash your check because you just won the yeah, game. If somebody gives you all three bonuses, the next round, they're just doing whatever they want. Ten penny points. They're getting first place. They're getting extra money. They're getting bonus points. Oh, it's a fantastic game. Oh, so I that love, was your number seven. That was my number seven. That yeah. was your number seven. Um, so let's go to your number six. I love it. Your number six. My number six is the Guild of Merchant Explorers, which we have. You've streamed. I don't think you and I have actually streamed together. My wife and I have played it. You've let us borrow it. We've played it. So Guild of Merchant Explorers from AEG. This is a fantastic. Tom Merlo says he loves it. Oh, it's it's fantastic. This is this exploration single point exploration game where you're building out your train. Uh, starting from your major cities, it's trying to get out as far. Where you don't roll and write. <laughs> it's a roll and uh, place cubes. It's a draw and cube. That's what it is. You draw cards it's a roll and, write. and you drop cubes. Where you what? don't roll and write. My city, if you play anything like my city, you know, you're, you're telling you what to play. It's telling what action to take. But instead of putting a tile down, you're putting cubes in a line or um, in. There's a couple different patterns that you AG, can do. I want more maps. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Please. My wife, this is my wife's second or third favorite game of all time. I'm not kidding. I think Arnak is her favorite game. This is very close. It's in her top two or three games. She loves this game. We just want more maps. Lynn and I have played every single map at least two or three times. So The thing I'm about this game, it's my favorite part of the game, is that the first round, everybody's doing almost the exact same thing, right? Yeah. Because the maps are exactly the same, and we all want the bonus places the bonus money whatever so we're all doing almost the exact same thing and then you get your special powers and everything shifts you go that way i go this way i'm hunting these because my special power gives me Absolutely. a ton of water movement your gives you a ton of grass movement so you're, you're going down grass routes that's the part i enjoy the most about it is you play the first round you go we're just going to finish the game doing the exact same thing and then you get to the second round and everybody's map looks completely different. I totally agree. It's it's the it's the, the twist in this game is those little cards that give you the special powers. When you get them, you get so excited, especially if I remember right, it's you, you get two and you pick one. Yep. Yeah, so you draw and, two, pick one, yeah. And if you're smart, after you play the game a couple of times, you start chaining <laughs> up the three. You're you're actually picking the ones not based on which one is a better power. You pick the one that complements your other powers. Yeah. And if you do that right, now in that last round, uh, it, Matthew Dunstan and then Brett on J. top Gilbert. of it, you don't actually know what order things are coming out. Right. So you try to chain it, and you go crud. Now I need to yeah. rearrange my chain Something because like the cards came out differently. Matthew and Dunstan and Brett J. Gilbert, 
hit a home run with this game. More people need to play the Guild of Merchant Explorers. It's a fantastic game. It's That's great. a good choice. It is great. That's a good choice from you. That was your number six. Number six? Yep. All right, so my number six is Green Team Wins. Green Team Wins is fantastic. I have not played it. Green Team Wins is a game you can play with almost anybody, almost any night. It's really, though, it's really a party game made for big groups. It's, I, I don't think it's going to be fun when you're just playing with your, uh, your game group. This is where everybody's uh, sitting around in the living room like we had for the, uh, our Christmas thing. We had, oh, you weren't there for that. We had, for, for the Christmas thing, we had about 18 people playing at one time. There's only 12, yeah. but we were all partnered up. So husbands and wives and yeah. moms and daughters and all that were all part, partnered up. I was the MC. I was basically the moderator, just keeping everything moving. And it's just fantastic. Uh, just it's it's the, the the premise is very simple. You're just trying to stay green on the green team wins. You're just trying to stay on the green team. The green team is whoever you, you answer a simple question, either best of three or this or that, or fill in the blank, and the, and the, everybody does group the group thing. So it's like, do you want to be kissed by a butterfly or by uh, a dog, you know, or something like that? And everybody has to decide. Do you squeeze the toothpaste or do you roll the toothpaste? Everybody tries to decide on that, and then you vote. You write down your little secret vote, and then you try to get into the majority, the group thing. If you can stay on the green team, you score more points. If you get off the green team, you don't score any points. So, I mean, that's that's a simple. It's a couple of rules, easy to teach, and it's a lot of fun. I didn't get to play it. I've you still haven't played the other. I have not played oh, it. Okay, we got to get you on that then. Number five is Talatum. Talatum is a game I don't think that Jared's played yet. Again, have not played yet. Okay, Talatum is, 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 is the next one in the T-Series. This is my favorite T-game of all. I've only played it twice, so yeah, those are bold words. <laughs> but I'm telling you, it's a little bit simpler than all of the other T-games that I've played. I don't know if played. I've played any of them. They're all really, really crunchy, great Euros. Um, Token is all about corn. Talatum is corn, a little totally bit, messed up. Exactly. <laughs> Talatum is a little bit under that in terms of complexity, but what it has is the thing you and I like, like in Origins or any of these other games, where you're selecting dice and you're getting cool stuff from the dice. So you'll pick uh, the five blue or the five gold dice, and that's going to give you not only that much in terms of uh, resources mm -hmm. to use, mm -hmm. but it also determines how many actions you have left. Oh, okay. okay. So you're, you've got these multi-use <clears throat> dice, and the first round is just like any other good engine builder, where the first round you're going, wait, I'm taking only 12 actions during the game? I'm not going to get anything in these first three actions. Yeah. Nothing. And then in the last round, I mean, you take one dice, and it goes... Oh, Zapotec. So like, it felt like Zapotec, because that was Zapotec we've done... So my number five, we've already talked about that sea salt and paper. Um, not really more to go into it other than it is a fantastic card game. We talked about it already. And so then, what's your number four? My number four is Starship Captains. So this is a really cool game. It's another one that goes, I don't have a lot of actions. How are we going to do that much? And then by the time you get through the four eras or whatever, or the rounds, mm -hmm. whatever that the, the game lists that, those four rounds the as, four rounds, yep. you have taken 25 actions and you've done all this stuff and you've captured four different planets and you have all these people in front of you. It's a fantastic game. I love the upgrade system and how you may need red guys so you can do the uh, movement action, but you don't have any, so I have to use my metals to turn this um, gray into a red so I can actually move and all these different things. I love it. It's a, It was a ton of fun. So I've played it twice so far with you it's all right. in person. 
Man. <laughs> yeah, okay. No, we might be talking. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we, we might be talking about that later on. Yeah. <laughs> and while we're talking about your number four, which is Starship Captains, we're talking about the number four for me is Tenpenny Parks. We've already discussed Tenpenny Parks. Fantastic art from Vincent Jutre. Great play. Uh, play. Go out and play Tenpenny Parks. It was actually in the running for my game of the year. It's really Seriously. good. Seriously. It's really good. Parks. It's all really year. Good. Honestly, if these games came out earlier and then Tenpenny Parks came out more recently, I may have gone and put Tenpenny Parks higher, but it did come out earlier in the year. We played it a whole bunch, and then we haven't played it much recently. We haven't. Yeah. And I haven't got that recent feel to it. If I would play, if we probably would have played it again, right before we made these lists, it might have actually. I think gone I put that in my list. blog. <laughs> if I gone played it again, it would probably back at the yeah. top spot because. But the entire year, the Guild of Merchant Explorers and Tenpenny Parks were, was my number one. Game. And then you got a whole bunch of hits. Yeah, I played a bunch you of games. stuff in December, yeah. right before yeah, the list comes out. Yeah. Well, I went to BGGCon. That kind of opened up. Yeah, so uh, let's go to number three. My number three is Mosaic: A Story of Civilization. I think you talked about it already. No, not yet. No, so, no, no, no. Mosaic: A Story of Civilization. So it's a civ game without really any fighting, but there is technology trees that goes down to. There is civil. Uh, you can get. Uh, government styles into your civilization. So it is a sieve builder on just kind of a simpler level. It's yep. simple to understand, not too crazy, but there's all that you're trying to build all these different symbols. You're collecting um, the music symbols, the building symbols, stone. There's a whole, there's what it, like 20 different symbol. The only reason this symbols. one is higher, and it's the only reason, is that I have not played it at two player and I just want to see if a two player, if it still mm -hmm. holds up. Because if it does, my wife already likes it. And if it turns out to be a really good two-player game, yep. man, this is a game I'm going to play a lot. Here there is one bad thing about it. It's the setup. The setup. setup is a Some killer. people may complain about the lack of fighting because it's not a real big component. But to me, this is not a 4X game. You don't have to worry about that. This is a Civ game. So if you like anything to do with tech trees, any kind of technology building, any kind of exploration, any kind of advancement games... This is the this is the best one I've played. Now, there isn't a true engine a to it, but there is sort of this like a little bit of an collection engine. system yeah. that helps you build faster and faster. So the more symbols you have, the quicker you can build technology. You need less resources, less money you have to spend. Because monies are wild, so you can spend money in place of symbols. And um, and then there's what I really really enjoyed was that there are twelve or fifteen different achievements. That are met at the end of the game or that are met during the game first one to get to six of all 15 different symbols yep. then there are another six that just say first one to do this this many times first one to do this this many times first one to do this and so you're going in in the beginning already knowing where can i get points how can i score those and how can i take as many of those as possible because everyone you grab gives you bonus stuff if you get the first six stone symbols you immediately get to build a free city that's a whole extra action you just get for free. And it's two players? Fantastic. What does Tyler say? He players? said it's faster um, and it's good. Well, good. All right, we're going to try that out. So that is Mosaic, a story of civilization, a game I have in my top three. What is your number three? My number three we already talked about, which is The Great Split. I have it in my number three because I've only played it once. And that's not to say yeah, there's a chance it could get higher on my list. I don't think it would go down. I think it would only increase to go it's, to either two or one. Um, but I've only got to play it once, but I thoroughly enjoyed the playthrough. Um, the I split, you choose thing makes the decision making so much fun. I'm sitting here going, I need this. 
how do I entice you to take this yeah. so I can keep this? Which I think on one of them I gave you three points and three gems yep. and two of another gem just so I can get the two ribbons because I wanted and I needed those two ribbons. So I, I had to entice you. I was playing it uh, the other night with Lainey and um, Connor and Mitchell okay. and Jay mm -hmm. and I figured out that Lainey loves those points. So I just, everything I wanted her to take, I would just throw, throw three, a point card in there. Know, three oh, and man. four point cards and she'd go, <gasps> and she would take it, which is good for her because yeah. she, she, she did really well. I don't mean it like that. It's just, I was able to kind of understand, jury well, rig it to where I wanted the other side. I had the same thing I tried with Dave. To throw you off I knew time. what Dave was doing, and so I'm going, okay, well, I know he threw this one in because this is the one he wants. Some of them I let go because I just needed the other stuff and he knew it. And some of them I just took the thing I didn't want because I know he needed I it. I tried to psych you out and I, I ended up losing, right? <laughs> uh, the, Dave killed us. I, I think I think I tried to psych you out too much, if I remember. Yeah, I think, think so. I think, I think Dave or won. Did you win? No, I don't think what I won anything. So the, in, the, in the one I played with Mitchell and all them, mm -hmm. I didn't try to psych anybody out. I took the ones I always needed. Did you win? I won. For the first time ever, <laughs> I won the great split. I was so happy. It I is tried my little strategy fantastic. that I talked. I don't want to spoil it. Watch the, the video, and you'll see me talking about a strategy I wanted to play, and I ran it this time, and it, and it ran really well. Nice. Looking for one of those tracks that has a lot of contracts, and then maxing out the bonuses. And I scored a ton of points on it. Number two <laughs> on your top twenty, top ten of twenty twenty two, Jared. Oh, uh, my number two. We already talked. We're coming down to the wire here, so yep. we've probably already talked about everything. Uh, but my number two was Endless Winter Pay of the Americans. And the best game out there? No. But this year and playing in this game when it came out, it's just it has been such a blast to play. The deck building, there's not a ton of variety, but how you do those small little bits of cards, I found to be just entirely entertaining. And then when you add in these expansions like the rivers and rafts and you get this kind of area control map where you can really bonus out some resources or some victory points, I just find it to be a ton of fun. Uh, and I just really enjoying it. So I, I, I'm really digging these deck builder plus games. Endless Winter, Lost Runes of Arnak, um, uh, Dune Imperium. And mm. the reason is, yeah. is because there's a story that develops as you play the game. And that's how it is with Endless Winter. You start getting these tribe members into your tribe. Resurgence. You start getting these, I forget what the, is it cu culture cards? Is that what it's mm -hmm. called? Yeah, the little like, basically like an action card. Yeah, little yeah. action cards. And all of a sudden it's it's like your tribe takes on this persona and you start figuring out Oh, these are the little synergies that I can get to do in that second and third rounds. Is it three rounds or four? Four. Four rounds. Yeah, yeah. four. In the later rounds. That's what I'm digging. I love that. I love that puzzle of how can I really maximize my actions in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. First time I played it, I did terrible. But since then, I've gotten better and better at extending my game. And I, I'm, I'm just digging it. Yeah. All of these games like that, like uh, Everdell, Arnak, all these you games where you can plan it out feel in the next of because there's the the night phase, the the what is it called again? I forgot what it's called. The eclipse evening phase. eclipse phase yep. in between the rounds where you can set up to get some really interesting bonuses during those eclipse phases where, oh man, I need I had no axes, but because I did this and I'm on this place, I'm gonna get three axes during the eclipse. If we Perfect. Need to check this out. I can spend this turn doing grabbing these two creatures or resetting this deck. Because the very first thing I'm going to do is go here and hunt three animals. Stan Kardonsky so. also designed a resurgence, and I see him talking about that. Time Rover's talking about it. So we need to check that out. We both like Lockup, right? You're, you're Lockup. I've fan. only played it once. Okay. I've only got to play it once. Lockup fan. Oh, that's another Stan Kardonsky game. 
Uh, and you've never played OS Impresario, so we need to get we need to get. I you don't know what that is. Before. That's another Stan Kardonsky game. So oh. my number two is a game we've already talked about before, so we won't spend a lot of time. The Guild of Merchant Explorers. I talked a lot about it. Fantastic. All I'm going to say is AG get us more maps. Yeah, That's what I'm absolutely. Like. Get more I maps. See, I want to see more. Get maps. more player powers. Figure out a way to do some more of these player powers because um, I really I think that is what makes that game to me is those random player powers that come out and figuring out how can I use this on this map effectively to score these big points, to hit the wizard towers, to hit the different shipwrecks and get those free, those little tokens, Absolutely. bonus tokens, bonus cards. I think the player powers is really what sets that game apart. Um, well, just it really makes that game as far as variability and how to actually master the maps. And I think it's just a ton of fun. Well, the, the thing is, the Fleur de Ludo Awards are very prestigious, mostly <laughs> talked about among the, the giant community right here in this room. Uh, the Fleur de Ludo Awards will come out in June, and by that time, we'll have John Company played. We'll have a bunch of these other games. So this is the top, this is the way too early top 10 list. Yeah. But our number one game, way too early, before we played all these other games, is, what's yours? Mosaic, a story of civilization. Okay, good. Mosaic. I have, I, we... Got to play it. We played it all the way up to five players. And though it did take a little bit of time, a chunk of time, I think it was like two hours that it ended up taking us at five players. And my number one was, it was a difficult choice, but not that difficult. Starship Captains has been the most <laughs> fun I've played of any of the Euros. And I'm, and there's, I'm not always going to pick a Euro, but it's pretty close to being the, the number one game I'm going to pick every year. And that is Starship Captains. It's a first-time designer, as far as I know, Peter Hofgard, uh, and I, I can't believe this. Uh, I mean, right out the bot, right out the back, this. this what did he say? He says this is pre-ordered, so he said you're rubbing it in. What's that? He said it's pre his oh, pre-ordered, pre so you're yeah. rubbing it in. I know every time we talk, Time Roller says it's pre-ordered. I know everybody. Everybody hasn't played this game yet. Starship Captains is is just right up my alley. I the more I play it, the more I love the fact that it is what I like. Thematic Euros. Oh, I will play yeah. a Beige is the Rage dry Euro. Oh, yeah, I know. I love it. <laughs> I have no problems with that. But do I like it better when it's a thematic Euro? Absolutely. Yeah. And this one is a thematic Euro. You actually feel like you're doing stuff. They're not like red and yellow cubes all over the place. They're your little people that are navigating through the starship or punching aliens in the face. I mean, pirates. <laughs> or uh, diplomats, you know? They're or, going out there and talking to alien you're, races. You're, you're, you're tech guys. Like, they're working on your little tech parts of the ship. Yeah. Uh, I love the fact that, that as you're exploring, the board is constantly changing. You have to keep an eye out on what's happening to the board. Starship captains, it was pretty and easy. And you get to plan it out because you know where the next mission is going to go. Yep. So you can set up and say, hey, look. I can't get over here right now, but I know the mission in two in two mission completions is coming right here. I'm gonna go set myself up right here and I'm, ready to collect. I'm not a Trekkie, right? So I've, I've watched a little bit of Star Trek and I've seen a few of the movies. I'm not. I don't consider myself a Trekkie, but even <clears throat> I'm not I, a Trekkie either. Even I love all the inside jokes that they have inside the. Oh. <laughs> the, the artwork is fantastic. Yeah. Take the time to look at it when you get a chance. So, it is. It's really good. Time roller, you should pre-order that one. That's our top twenty, top ten of twenty twenty two from BJ and Jared. Until next time for Jared and BJ. Plays in the ball, Tom Roulette.